It's Friday night, and here on Three Valleys Radio, it's time for the racing show. If you're into racing, then this is the programme for you. We've got it all. Top tipsters. Top jockeys. Trainers, so make sure you make a note Friday nights, the racing show on Three Valleys Radio. And on the show tonight, we're joined by National Hunt jockey Nick Schofield. Trainer Rod Millman and Tom Ward, seven times National Hunt champion jockey John Frankham, Dave Wilson from Harlequin Racing, and the cheeky chappy himself Colin Brown. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Three Valleys Radio Racing Show here on Glorious Goodwood Week. Have you been enjoying the racing? Because I certainly have. In between the showers, it's been absolutely brilliant, and what a world run meeting it's turned out to be. Fantastic, and of course, as usual, the ITV coverage has been excellent. Now, two of our contributors tonight, Rod Millman and Tom Ward, have had runners, so we'll be talking to them later, finding out how they got on. Um, but let's first get down to business with Mike Padden with all the racing news. Hello, and a very warm welcome to all the news from the racing media, including Racing TV, The Racing Post, and The Sporting Life. And here's our first story. Virgin Bet was announced on Monday as the new sponsor of the Air Gold Cup, Scotland's richest flat race. The online betting company will also back seven other races at the three-day meeting, which runs from September the 16th through to the 18th, including the Silver and Bronze Cups and the Firth of Clyde Stakes, Scotland's only group race. It succeeds local firm QTS, who supported the Gold Cup for one year in 2020, when William Hill pulled out after a decade. The Gold Cup will be worth £150,000, which is twice last year's £75,000 purse, but short of the £200,000 on offer in 2019. Virgin Bet has a growing portfolio of race sponsorships and gave its name to the Silly Isle Novices Chase and Cotswold Chase at Sandown last February. David Brown, Managing Director of AIR, said... I am thrilled that Virgin Bet have chosen to sponsor the Air Gold Cup, one of the most prestigious sprint handicaps in the racing calendar. Adding sponsorship has never been as important to racing as it is now in these difficult times, so it is with great pride we announce Virgin Bet as title sponsors of the Air Gold Cup. Virgin Bet is an exciting brand and I hope we can work together at Air for many years to come. James McKay, sports director at Virgin Bet, added... We are excited to announce Virgin Bet's new partnership with Air Racecourse. He continued, as one of the UK's fastest growing sports books, we know how much our customers enjoy the excitement of premier racing events at the most historic racecourses. The Virgin Bet Air Gold Cup will be a big moment in the flat season and we can't wait to play our role over the three days at Virgin Bet Air Gold Cup Festival. Prior to QTS, William Hill sponsored the Gold Cup from 2009 to 19. 
John Smith's Back the Air Gold Cup as a one-off in 2008, but prior to that, the course had long associations with previous sponsors Toadsport from 2001 to 7, and Ladbrokes from 1979 to 2000, and Burma Castrol from 1972 to 78. Next up in the news, Epsom Director of Racing Andrew Cooper has added his voice to many others, inhaling Adea's win in the King George VI and Queen Elizabeth stakes on Saturday, which bridged a 20-year gap to the mighty Galileo in adding Ascot glory to his derby victory. Cooper has seen most things in his long tenure in charge of the historic Downs, but he admitted to being quite emotional as he watched the day a surge clear of Mishriff and love under a jubilant William Buick. I watched the race with my three sons, and afterwards they said they had never seen me quite so animated watching a horse race, said Cooper, who has presided over every Derby and Oaks since 1996. He added, you do try to be as impartial as you can in this game, but I must admit to giving Adea quite a significant roar in the home straight at Ascot. It was a brilliant performance. Adea was only the third winner since Galileo in 2001 to attempt the double, with plenty of trainers and owners plotting a different route away from Epsom in the wake of their classic success. Cooper is no different from any other interested observer in wondering just how good a particular crop might be. But, with Adaya's third-place stablemate Hurricane Lane also prospering at the Carrar and Longchamp since the Derby, the form is there for all to see. Cooper continued, Every year you go away from Epsom on Derby Day hoping that the winner will prove to be a good horse. Equally, you accept that some years are better than others and it depends on the crop. There's never any such thing as a bad derby winner, but some are obviously better than others, and this fella looks pretty good. Cooper is in a good place to judge the way this classic generation measures up to the established older middle-distance stars, given he also tends the turf at Sandown, where dual French classic hero St Mark's Basilica dominated his rivals in the Coral Eclipse. Cooper said, Since St Mark's Basilica won my other race, the Coral Eclipse, I've been pondering just how good this crop might be in relation to the older horses. He added, There was a time I wasn't sure how this bunch of three-year-olds would compete against the top older horses. Snowfall hasn't done that yet, but with St Mark's Basilica and now Adair, it looks strong. He continued, they are competing against their own age group around the unique course that is Epsom, and however impressive the Derby winner is, you still want and need them to go on and prove it again at the highest possible level. Cooper also pushed back on some of the prevailing commentary that the Derby was in any way in need of a standard bearer such as a Dea. He said, I think it is great for the Derby. Although I feel there is a little bit of a tendency in some quarters to be rather more negative over recent winners and runnings of the race than needs to be the case. You're not going back very far to winners like Golden Horn and Australia. As with several recent derby winners like Wings of Eagles and Paul Moir, Massar wasn't able to go on and prove the validity of his Epsom run through injury and therefore no fault of his own. But on ratings, that 2018 race, with Roaming Lion and Saxon Warrior in behind, was the best three-year-old event run in the world, and about the fourth best overall. It is good for the derby, but I do think that we shouldn't be overcritical of its current state and status. You have to look at the overall depth of the race in a wider context. Now our next story here on the Racing News. 
Warren Greatrex has paid tribute to Michael Pitt after the celebration of his life at the West Berkshire Crematorium in Thatcham on Saturday. Pitt was an apprentice jockey on the flat, riding mostly for Dennis Coakley and Roger Teal before joining Greatrex's yard over a year ago as a stable lad with ambitions to ride over jumps as an amateur. He died in a tragic accident on July the 4th and there was a massive turnout from family, friends and colleagues to say goodbye to the hugely popular 19-year-old. There was a huge turnout and it just shows how popular it was, said Greatrex. We're all still devastated, but the service went extremely well and the family were incredible. There were family and friends aplenty. We'll remember him for his cheeky smile and constant humour. It's put everything into perspective and you realise that we're not all invincible. It's very sad, but my thoughts are with the family who have just been incredible. He will be remembered forever here. No black was worn at the family's request and rather than flowers, anyone looking to contribute was asked to donate to the Injured Jockeys Fund and Racing Welfare in Pitt's honour. His former boss, Teal, was also in attendance and added, It was a really nice service and a lot of people turned up. It was nicely done and he got a good send-off. He was a very popular young man. And so to our final story from the racing media today. Champion jockey Oshin Murphy has described his call-up to ride top Japanese mare Chronogenesis in the Qatar Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe as a really huge opportunity as he seeks his and Japan's first win in Europe's greatest race. Murphy, 25, was confirmed by her owners of the Yoshida family of Sunday Racing Company Limited to replace the injured Yuchi Kitamara on the five-year-old Grey, who has claimed grade ones either side of her second to Mishrif in the Dubai Shima Classic in March. She looks very straightforward, and it's a real huge opportunity, Murphy said on Friday. I've always wanted to ride a Japanese horse in this race and hopefully she stays healthy between now and October as it's quite a long time but this has been the plan for quite a while. She's one of the best mile and a half horses in Japan if not the best. Her form from Dubai has worked out well with Love's Only You being a winner of a group one in Hong Kong on her next start. He added... It's unfortunate that a usual jockey, Yuichi Akitamura, is out injured, but I'm hoping he will get well soon and I'll see him in Japan in the near future. Murphy has enjoyed success in the past with Japanese horses, landing the Group 1 Nassau Stakes at Goodwood on Deirdre in 2019, while he spent two winters riding on the Japanese Racing Association circuit with successes in 2018-19 and 2019-20. The Ark remains a highly coveted prize in Japan, with appearances of runners from the country in the race most years, but no Japanese-trained horse has landed the contest. El Condor Passa, 1999, Nakayama Festa, 2010, and Orfevre in 2012 and 2013 have all been second at Longchamp, while superstar Deep Impact was third in 2006 before being disqualified. According to reports in Japan, Chronogenesis is on a mid-season break at the Yoshida's Northern Farm and will fly to France in mid to late September to run in the Ark without a prep race. Chronogenesis is a general 16-1 for the Ark, with Snowfall favourite as 7-2. 
Wonderful Tonight, who will be ridden for the first time by Murphy in Saturday's King George, is a top price 8 to 1 chance. This has been the latest news from racing media, including Racing TV, The Racing Post, and The Sporting Life. Join us again, and thanks for listening. Right, that was Mike Padden with all the news from the racing media, including Racing TV, The Sporting Life, and of course, the good old racing post. So, next up, let's have a look and see where we can go racing this weekend. Right, well, we start with there are seven races on the flat at Goodwood, of course, with a 120 start. Eight races on the flat at Galway in Ireland, 1250 start. Seven races on the flat at Newmarket on the July course, one o'clock start. Six races on the flat at Doncaster with a 145 start. Seven races on the flat at Lingfield with a five o'clock start and seven races on the flat up at Houghton in Bonnie, Scotland. And then on Sunday, the 1st of August, right, there are seven races over the jumps at Market Raisin with a one o'clock start, seven races on the flat at Thirsk with a 150 start, seven races on the flat at Chester with a 2.10 start and seven more races at Galway in Ireland with a 2.15 start. So plenty of choice there for you, that's for sure. Now this week I was extremely lucky to be able to speak to what to me is he's almost a god. Um, quick-witted, brilliant rider, um, just a great guy, Mr John Frankham. And uh, we did a, a whole hour and a half interview, which is going to be broadcast on Three Valleys Radio uh, fairly shortly in the next couple of weeks. But uh, here's a little snippet of... Um, exactly what we talked about. Now, um, you held the position of President of the Injured Jockeys Fund from 2012 to 2016, and you're currently still a Vice Patron. Uh, I know for a fact you did an awful lot to the Injured Jockeys Fund. How did you get involved in that? Was it, was it from the fact that you, uh, you, you, know, you used their facilities, or what? No, but when, listen, when I was riding, there was no um, Oaksy House, Jack Berry House or Peter O'Sullivan House. I went, mind you, I went to Peter O'Sullivan House in Newmarket the other day. It's absolutely top of the range. You know, they've learned from the mistakes they made at um, the previous two and it's immaculate. It's an absolute uh, benchmark for anybody having a rehabilitation centre. I couldn't praise it enough, even though um, I probably shouldn't because I'm involved with them. Mm. Um, but it was set up by... Um, Paddy, Brod- well, Paddy Broderick, um, Tim Brookshaw um, broke his neck in a fall, and there was um, there were a few people involved um, with the setting up, obviously along with John Oaksey. And um, it's it's obviously it's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, the number of countless number of jockeys that they've helped over the last 54, 55 years since inception, um, and it's grown. It's you know, it's 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 a massive charity now, which takes a lot of holiday, um, jockeys, injured jockeys on holiday. It looks after lads that have fallen by the wayside. It helps get young jockeys fit, um, helps them with their nutrition, um, and it's a, as I said, it's a state-of-the-art rehabilitation centre now that other um, sports come and look at and you know go away and put their own mark on it. But um, ours is what they look up to. Are you still very heavily involved at the moment, then, or not? In, you know, in terms... Quite involved. Um, Tony McCoy's taken over as president. Um, I do odds and ends um, when necessary, but 
Um, listen, the, the, all the hard work is done by Lisa Hancock and her team at Newmarket, yeah. um, and all the almoners and people that um, work in various parts of the country visiting um, people who've um, had injuries or just, as I said, just you know, fallen off the ladder somewhere along the yeah. along the line and yeah. need picking up and putting back again. One of my good. One of my claims to fame, not that I've got many, I can assure you, but um, I, I live in a small village uh, not far from Yeovil, and we put on a, a charity cricket match um, against the Injured Jockeys Fund, and um, we had five uh, Grand National winners in that particular team, which Did was... Did you really? Uh, Who was that? Peter Scudamore must have been one. No, he wasn't, actually. Um, John Buckingham was one. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Davis... Brendan yeah. Powell. Now yeah. I'm struggling. Um, who else? Because this was back in 1980s, and the old memory's not as good as it used to be. Yeah. Um, that's three certainly. But amongst other, we we did we did it twice. We Walter Swindon came down once. Uh, oh, Lord yeah. Oaksey came down. Um, right. Oh gosh, I can't think who else now. I should have got the book out and I could have read them out to you. But but you uh, know, it, it, listen, it's a charity that people um, luckily seem very happy to support yeah no it was we had a load of people coming it was great oh colin brown well not that he rode a national winner but colin brown certainly that's where i first bumped into him um oh yeah that, that's four but I, there was another one and i can't think who it is now it was one of the better ones too but the brain's the brain's gone dead it's dementia or something i don't know uh, well yeah don't worry about that <laughs> yeah. but um but yeah no so and of course as a result of that i went up to newmarket to uh and, and, oh, Bruff Scott was there as well. Um, and I, right. I met Bruff Scott at uh, Newmarket to present the cheque to them. I think we raised about 1,300 quid from memory. Um, but I met, I met John McCrurick, and that was one of the highlights of my life, I must admit. Good man, John. Oh, he's brilliant. I mean, what a character. I mean, you, you, know, you see Matt Chapman now, who, who's quite good at it, but he's not a patch on John McCrurick, is he? Oh, God, no. You know, Definitely not. McCrurick was just um, a one-off. John was a, a very good man, and you listen. You either liked him or hated him, but whenever anybody needed any help, he was the first to put his hand in his pocket. Yeah, lovely yeah. man. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Now, amongst your other sort of uh, qualities, John, you're you're a bit of an uh, um, uh, author. Tell me about that. How did you get involved um, in that, and what have you done? I wrote an autobiography when I stopped riding, um, which. Funny enough, Brad Scott, who you mentioned just now, gave me some great advice. He said, I don't think you're going to sit down and write this book all in one go. He's just doing a thousand words a day, yeah. um, which was a big help. And I thought it was a bit of a cheat to get somebody to ghost it for me. So I did it myself, and it, um, it was called Born Lucky, and it sold really well. And somebody offered me a contract to write some fictional books, and I did three with the help of somebody called Tom Shields, who... Um, was a publisher and then I went on I did 20 and but it was it was really hard work 80 you know it? it didn't come easy mm. writing yet what, you know, what, what were they were they sort of horse orientated stories a bit like yeah, Dick yeah, Francis or, or? Horse Dick Francis type books and they sold really well yeah. um, but after I think I did 20 or 21 or 22 something like that and after you know that amount of times, only so many times or so many ways you can murder somebody. And um, <laughs> so I haven't done anything since. But um, no, it, it was a part of my life. It, it was hard work. I found I never went away anywhere without taking a blooming book with me, doing something to it, and 
it was like I said, I, I, you know, Alistair Down is mm. the most gifted writer that I've read for a long time, um, and he'd probably knock a book out and without even thinking about it. But for me, it was just yeah. hard work. I can imagine. I don't know. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. I must admit, but because I, well, yeah. I was I was fifteen it's, years. It's at, amazing. It's amazing, Aidy, when you have a deadline to complete. It's um, a concentration mind. I can assure you. I suppose it does. But I was uh, I was fifteen years at, uh, head of media for Yeovil Football Club in my in my past, and the chairman, uh, a guy called John Fry, who who was there, he was brilliant. But. God, talk about talk for Britain, and he keeps going on to me. You've got to write a book for me, Eddie. We've got to do a book together. We got. To do I thought, God, a book with him talking, it would, it would take sort of ten years to do it, you know, because he talks so much. Right? Ten years and two <laughs> hundred pages, I yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Well, that was just a bit of a snippet from the uh, interview that we did with uh, John Frankham. And uh, as I say, keep your eye on Facebook, uh, on our Facebook page, and it'll give you all the information as to when it's going to be broadcast. So now we're going to catch up with a very happy. Mr. Rod Millman. Rod had a runner at uh, Glorious Goodwood on the first day, came second, and he's... Well, I'm delighted to welcome Rod Millman to the show this afternoon, and I'm presuming that, Rod, you're quite happy with life after a second at Goodwood yesterday. Well, it would have been nice to have won, but it was so nice to be back at a big meeting. Um, all the crowds were there, the ladies were dressed in the finery, um, and it was a really enjoyable day. Uh, plenty of champagne around. Luckily, I had a driver yesterday, so that wasn't too bad. Yeah, and managed to put the saddle on. Managed, managed to put the saddle on straight in the last. That was, <laughs> oh, that was fair enough then. Because <laughs> you'd had a but, good, uh, you got a no. head start before you got to put the saddle on, then didn't you? With the champagne, well, I mean. That's the trouble. That's, <laughs> that's the trouble. Nobody breathalyzes the trainer, you know. No, no, quite, quite. But uh, um, how but did no, you run generally, though, uh, Rod? Well, we we had a good run yesterday. I mean, um, I'd I'd run the filly earlier. 10 days earlier at Newmarket, and she's run a little bit flat. Yeah. And um, yesterday she was taking on the winner in the second. And the winner actually ran very poorly and finished behind us. We ran back to our form again, and he just got beat by the second. Yeah. Uh, by the winner, sorry. So yeah. um, it was a really good run. Uh, John Egan rode it, rode it very well. And um, it was a £7,000 for second prize, which was quite mm. good. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, she's had a really good season this filly now. She's won, I think, 22000 this year. Mm. And. Um, so, and as she was a nine thousand pound buy, she's more than paid for herself. Yeah, too right. So it was a really good. It's really good to get back in, back in a normal race day, really. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Goodwood, Goodwood, Goodwood is one of the prettier meetings. Yeah. Um, a very popular crowd. Uh, Goodwood's a lovely day. Lovely day's racing on a, on a fine day. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not a very nice track when it rains. No. But luckily there was no rain yesterday, and it was a great day out. Although, although the official going was heavy, I didn't think it was quite as bad as that. Mm. Um, because the times weren't too bad, but uh, it was enough well, to put. To it was enough to put the wind up, um, John Gosden, though, wasn't it? Yes, I know. The trouble is, when you have a horse like Stradivarius, I think you can you can overthink things sometimes. I think he was frightened he might not he might get beat. Yeah, and now he's coming to the end. They're trying to protect his legacy a little bit, you know. So I think they're only running when everything is just right. They don't want him to get, they don't want to get him beaten again before they retire. No, well that's understandable, though, isn't it? Really, because yeah, exactly. the horse has horse has more than done him done himself proud since he's uh, since he's been running. So you know you'd naturally uh, you want to, as you say, maintain that legacy, really. So uh, that's right, exactly. That's yeah. it, you know. But, but um, so I'm back there again on Saturday. I've got Abel Kane in the uh, Stewards Cup Constellation race. Yeah. So um, that'll be a bit of a lottery. I mean, depends where you're drawn. There'll be there'll be twenty seven runners in that race. 
So um, it'll be quite a quite a uh, lottery, really, you know. But you know, he's running well. Have you got your uh, and f- jockey picked for it yet? Probably um, Marco Giano probably ride. All right, yeah, yeah. Well, he's up and coming. He's leading. He? He, he's the leading apprentice at the moment. He took his riding full of confidence. Yeah, yeah. And everything he get everything he gets on, he thinks he can win on. You know. But of course, you wanted jockeys, you know. Yeah, but the, the Stewards Cup generally, though, is a bit of a bit of a sort of cavalry charge, isn't it? Really, as a rule, even and I presume that the, I mean, is it how many runners in this race? I think it's twenty-eight. Yeah, well, it's a fair few, isn't it? To uh, it is, it is, you it know. is. You know, but, you wouldn't want one that plays up in the stalls, isn't it? <laughs> no, you certainly wouldn't want one of those. But on the other hand, I mean, you must be going into it full of confidence, having got a, a good second yesterday. So uh, you know that that bodes yeah, well. Yeah, no, we've we've had. We've had 21 winners this, this year now, so not too bad at all. How, how um, does that compare with last year? Uh, we only had nine, 18 all last year. Oh, well, So we're go. well up on last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but last year was obviously a... Uh, we, we missed the first half of the season last year, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, um, COVID, But no, but... we've got the strings in good form. We've got Airshow, he runs on Friday at um, Bath. Yeah. And we've got a couple of runners at Lingfield as well Saturday. So, um, Gracious girl and on a, on a ragged tip. Yeah, Grace Scone may not run, but on a ragged tip will run. And on Sir Roderick. In the last. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I always think of, <laughs> I always think of Monty Python in uh, the life of Brian when I think of Sir Roderick. You, you must have seen yeah, it. That's you? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, well, yeah. you know, from your point of view, everything's going going like a, a well old machine, really. Isn't it? That's that's great. Yeah, it's very well, and we we're we're off to the sales at the end of the month, restocking again. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll be getting a few horses. So if any of your Listeners, fancy getting involved in flat racing? Yeah, uh, get in touch with us. Absolutely, a winning trainer, folks. So uh, don't you forget that, and you can listen to Rod every week on Three Valleys Radio's Racing Show and uh, keep abreast of what's going on, as it were, can't we? So that's that's good. Well, Rod, thanks very well, much for joining us, sir. Um, best of luck on Saturday. I'm sure uh, I should be watching for certain, but I'm sure you'll uh, you'll have a good run, if nothing else, anyway. Well, exactly. We were trying our hardest anyway, but thank you very much. Thank you, Rod. That was a very contented Mr. Rod Millman down there in Columpton, looking forward to more success, hopefully, at Glorious Goodwood on Saturday. But now it's time to catch up with Nick Schofield. Well, hello, Nick. Welcome to the show. Um, how have you been? Hello there, Nick. How are you feeling today? Okay? Yeah, brilliant. Thanks. Um, yeah, um, work-wise, is very good at the moment. Um yeah, everything seems to get them back to some sort of normality, and it's fantastic yeah. to see so many crowds at the races. Yeah, you've been watching Goodwood this afternoon? Of course I have, yeah. It's yeah. fantastic racing, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's just brilliant to see everyone out there and enjoying the day at the races. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But what about you? Three winners in the last six days, that's that's, that's going well. Yeah, for the time of year, it's um, yeah, it's obviously our quiet time at the moment, so to get those sort of numbers is certainly uh, the best I've had, uh, best sort of July I've probably ever really. Yeah, I mean, it's a quiet time. Yeah. Yeah, the the rides I'm getting seem to be winning, so um, I'm not going to complain. No, definitely not. But just looking at them, uh, just once one by eleven lengths. Well, that's that's getting on with it pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, she's been a revelation really. And um, the trainer only has one horse. She's she's a German lady, lady living in Newmarket, and oh. um, she she you know it's um it's a real nice um, when you ride a winner for a small trainer because it means a lot to them. And um, you know it was um, nice to be part of it. Yeah, and I remember you mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago about uh, about the German trainer. So that's uh, 
And then uh, Cabrit was only by a length, but nonetheless, you won that one easy enough. Yeah, he's a very nice horse. Um, he was due to run at Worcester, but ended up at Utoxter. Um, but um, hopefully, that's the second one he's won uh, this month. So um, it'd be nice if he could win again. And then going back to the 22nd, of course, uh, Wasdell Dundalk, uh, only by three yeah, quarters. Yeah, again, he's been a revelation. And obviously for my main man, Mr. Tedham, who owns Sky Pirate. So, yeah. um, you know, it's fantastic to get his head in front twice now. And, um, yeah, so we've had a really good month, really, so I can't complain. But it's going to be a bit quieter. Um, got a busy few days now, but then um, uh, then we should be... Um, there's a two-week jump break in the racing calendar, so there's no right. jump racing. Um, so can you, um, can you fit in a holiday or anything during that time? Um, no, I'm heading to Goodwood on Saturday. I've got a few different things on, but... Mm. All in this country, I'm afraid. All oh, right, but looking looking back uh, tomorrow, you've got uh, uh, one, two, Philly Brook for uh, Philly Frock, I should say. First of all, tell me something about that one. Yeah. Um, it's had a wind operation, which means um, it's just basically um, they they had a little problem. So um, it looks that the, the trainer could have sorted that. So if if she has, then she'd have every chance. And um, my other ride, um, small bad you know, Bob. Should, yeah, yeah, he won really impressively at Newton over the last day, so he, hopefully he should win again. But um, the the only worry is um, the ground's good to find there, so you could be a few non-runners if they don't receive the rain. Yeah, go back to the one that's had the the wind operation. Is this his first time out after the wind operation? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I have ridden him previously, so um, I'm, we're hoping that's caused the issue. But sometimes it can take a few runs for the horse to. Um, no, it's sort of having hasn't yeah. got an issue anymore. So um, yeah. it's not a guarantee thing to work tomorrow. But if it doesn't work tomorrow, it might work another day. So. Yeah, quite. And then finally, white turf on Friday at Bangor on D. What about that one? Yeah, really good. I've got a good strike weight for um, the track. Eight or something. So um, six from eight actually. So um, if we can continue that sort of, he's been knocking on the door recently. Um, I haven't actually ridden the horse before so um there's a lot of runners um but you could you know you should have a good chance certainly good okay then nick well look i hope you have a good weekend um at, at goodwood um, and the sun's shining i should be watching out for you on the tally because i should be watching it yeah. but uh, but uh, and obviously uh prior to that those those three rides let's hope there's uh there's three more winners for you we'll be trying our best oh, i'm sure you will thanks very much for joining us nick thank you Cheers for now. Bye-bye. Well, that was Nick Schofield on a bit of a high as well, having a few winners for himself uh, over the last week or so. So that's good news. And uh, now we're going to catch up with trainer Tom Ward. Well, hi, Tom. Thanks for joining us. Um, a winner this afternoon and a hot to trotter as well. So that's all good from my point of view and yours as well, I take it. Delighted. Yeah, no, she's a tough filly. She loves the racing and she's really coming to herself. And it was a great win. Uh, she's got plenty more there, I think, as well. So hopefully there'll be more fun days to come. Well, let's hope so. That's good Good news from hot to trot point of view, that's for sure. Um, got a few runners over the weekend, well, tomorrow and the weekend. Um, what chances do you think? Um, Brown Owl tomorrow would have a really good chance. I think she, she ran very well the other day. got a bit tired over the six. So I've dropped her back to five at Fulhampton. Um, she's a very good form at home, and hopefully she can, uh, she can put a nice race to bed at some stage, but it's definitely the right race for her. Yeah. I'm very happy with her. Um, Brazilian on Saturday would be a, a good chance. He won nicely at Sandown last time, so I'm hoping he can back that up with a decent effort at Goodwood. Slightly more competitive race, but he's uh, he's definitely worth an each way bet and hoping he can get his head in front. Uh-huh. Um, Zui Feng is, I mean, he's, he's a bit of a monkey, but he's got all he's got all the ability in the world. So if he wanted to do it, he's very he's more than capable. 
Um, but very happy with how he's going. He ran well enough yesterday, so I backed him up tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Saturday, but hopefully he can run very well. Um, so, yeah, hopefully a couple of chances with, with Brazilian Brown now, definitely. Is that usual, though, to run a horse at a, a major meeting like Goodwood, sort of, you know, two days or, or a day day off and then back on, on the track again? Not usual, no, but he's, he's, he takes his racing very well. He doesn't, he comes home and he eats everything and he's happy and he's sound. Yeah. As long as he's happy, I'm, I'm happy to run him again. He's, and he likes his racing, so nice. definitely, yeah, definitely keen to go again. Oh, well, there you go. Listeners, there's a couple of, uh, couple of horses to look out for anyway. And um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, Tintoretto didn't run quite so well as you'd hope, though. The ground, ground was against him completely. Um, yeah. If it was decent ground, he would have run well, but he looked after him in the end. He just wants a nice so what, change the ring, the ring. One to look out for next time out, then? Yeah, good. Definitely. Okay, Tom. Well, that's great, mate. Thank you very much for a quick catch up. That's just what we wanted, Thanks. and uh, I'll speak to you again Bye. soon. Well, that was Tom Ward with a couple of tips for today. So keep your eyes on those uh, listeners. Uh, they're pretty close to the show, so uh, you'll have to get on fairly quick. Um, now it's time to catch up with Dave Wilson from Harlequin Racing. Well, morning, Dave. What sort of a week have you had? Yeah, good week with a good, good festival being on. Uh, just the weather again. Jeez, yeah. it's just... Uh, yeah. we got two weeks of nice sunshine and we seem to have lost the whole of summer now. Yeah, uh, I know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh... Weather man tells me that we're going to get another heat wave very shortly, which is going to be a very long one, but we shall see. Well, let's hope he's right. You never yeah. know with these people, anyway, do you? Yeah. Okay, no, so, only, so what have you got for us today, then? Whoops. We're going to have a look over the Goodwood card for Saturday, and uh, in the first race there, the 120, a horse that we like is Shark 2-1. Going to be ridden by Joe Fannin and uh, trained by Richard Fahey. Yeah, nice win on his card as a two-year-old. He beat a horse called Spycatcher, and he was giving Spycatcher £4 in that race, and Spycatcher is now rated 101, and Shark 2-1 is only rated 88. So obviously he's got a few pounds in hand, but that was over a trip of five furlongs, well five and a half furlongs, and he's now stepping up in distance. So uh, I would imagine that if they put the horse in the race a bit earlier than they did at the Chester time, he'll uh, have a very good chance of running very well. Oh. At the moment, he's priced up with Bet Victor at twenty-eight to one, really? but I know there's been support for him in the market already. So. Uh, it may be worth having a little bet on as soon as you can get on there and uh, as soon as you get the message for this one and uh, see what prices that you can get for him. Okay. Moving down the uh, card to the 155. Yeah. The horse we like here is called Kimmy Five. Now, he hasn't won for around about two years. Now, Reese Cuff Clutterbuck will be taking a ride for James Chewett and the thing that we like about him is Goodwood race record is completely different to his other card. He's had six races at Goodwood. He's got one win, one second, and two thirds. And he finished sixth in one of the two races that are not included there. And he was only beaten just over a length in that. So he's certainly a horse of a course. And uh, he's now running six pounds lower in the handicap than he was in any of them good runs that he's had at Goodwood previously. Yeah. So... Obviously, he's dropping back in trip as well from a seven furlong race back to a six furlong race, and he's priced up at twenty to one with Bet Three Six Five, who are paying five places on the race. So he's worth having a little each way interest there in the second race, Kimmy Five. Righty ho. 
Moving down to the 230, a uh, horse we like the chances of in here are Prince Alex. He's priced up at 8-1 with Sky Bet at the moment. We're paying five places on the race. Now, the jockey's going to be Ross Ryan and is now trained by Michael Bell. Now, he won five races on the trot last year, and this season he hasn't come out and hit that form, but he did have one good run this year before he's changed stables to Michael Bell, and that was actually over the Goodwood track where he got beat ahead in a photo finish with Neat St. George. Now, for that head defeat, he's got a £6 pull in the weight, so we think he's going to have a massive chance in the race of hitting the frame, at least if not winning it. So, 8 to 1's a nice little each way bet there in the 2.30 on Prince Alex. OK. Moving down to the big race of the day, the Lily Langtree, the 3.05, the horse that we, we had a bet on, as soon as the first race of the Goodwood Festival actually finished, it's uh, wonderful tonight. He was e- she was even money then, but I think she's priced up around about eight to eleven or four to six now. Now the reasons we backed this filly was on on the first opening day of the Goodwood Festival. William Buick took a ride for David Menusier, and it absolutely bolted in in the shape of a horse called Migration. And the thing we like is wonderful tonight's one free on the trot. And she loves the soft going as well. So we think she's going to get everything in her favour. And obviously the jockey train combination have already bolted one in this week, which was very well supported. And wonderful tonight. It's been very well supported from even money down as well. So uh, the 3.05 race, the nap of the day is wonderful tonight. Uh, as I say, it's not a great price, but we think she'll absolutely bolt in now. Right, yeah. Sounds a good one. Yeah, moving down to the 340, uh, one for Leeds fans. By Elsa's uh, going to be the selection there. It's priced up at 14 to 1 with William Hills at the moment, and they're paying seven places on the race. Uh, Oshie Murphy's taking a ride as well for a Kevin Ryan horse, which is a bit of an eye opener and an eye catcher there. Now, Kevin Ryan's yard is certainly in form. We had a good winner earlier in the week with Last Empire when he won the Whispering Angel. Uh, group 2 or Group 3 race earlier on in the week. Now, this fella's stepped up to seven furlongs last time out by Elsa, and he didn't stay the trip, and he's dropped back down to six furlongs for this race. So, with the eye-catching booking of O'Shea Murphy taking the ride for a Kevin Ryan horse, and the way that by Elsa's run previously over six furlongs, he's going to be our selection there at 14 to 1, obviously, with the seven places on offer with William Hills. Okay. Moving down to the 4.10 race, this is a maiden stakes and there is very, very little form to go on in this race. But we've been given a bit of an ear an ear bending by a friend of mine who tells me that Killern is going to be very well fancied to run a very big race. And uh, trained by Charlie Hill is going to be ridden by Paul Hannigan. There's not really a lot more we can actually say about it. He's never been on the racetrack yet, apart from that. We've had a good ear bending from one of our info people who tells us that he's been running very well on the gallops and uh, it should be priced up at around about 16 to 1, but he tells me there's going to be a bit of support for it and it won't last. But mm. that's one of the hearsay horses and uh, if you sat here and listen to all of the information we get, we'll be backing about six or seven horses in every race. But yeah. there's not a lot else we can say about that race, but we have had that little bit of inside information about Killer. Okay. 
moving down to the last race of the Chel- uh, Goodwood Festival, the 4.45, and it's the amateur rider's stakes. And uh, the horse that we like here is HMS President. Now, we backed this fella last year, and he was running in a big handicap at Ascot, and he finished fourth price up at 33-1 to 1 for us that day. And uh, we had a nice little each-way bet on him there, so he's worth having a little investment here going to be ridden by George Dobby and trained by Eve Johnson Houghton. So obviously the stable's in form and Georgia Dobby is a £5 claimer and she's worth every pound and every ounce of that £5 claim in, a, in an amateur race. So we're going to have a little side bet on HMS President. It's priced up around about 7-1 to one with five places on offer with William Hills in the race. So uh, we'll go there with this one. So HMS President round off the meeting at Goodwood for us. So, Lovely job. Thank you very much, Dave. Yeah, well, no problems, mate. Yeah, good. Well, let's hope, uh, let's hope we get a few winners then. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Some of the big price ones look very appealing at the moment, but I don't think we're going to last at the big prices they are at the moment, so mm. uh, well worth getting uh, bets that's, on early. That's always the case, though, isn't it, really, when you see these prices like yeah. that, you think, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, right, well, we'll, we'll uh, hopefully all our listeners will take your advice and jump on, so um, good for that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you next week, mate. OK, mate, thank you very much indeed. Right, well, we finally got to the bit that everybody's been waiting for. Our man, the cheeky chacky himself, it's Colin Brown. Evening, Colin, how are you? Good evening, young lady. I shouldn't think everybody's been waiting for. They're probably waiting to switch their radio off when Colin Brown comes on. All right, mm. Colin Brown, on switch your radio off. Yeah, Here we yeah, go. Yeah. Now speak to... Speak to Alexa. Alexa, play radio too. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've just done that as well. And my Alexa started to. No, one second, listeners. Alexa, stop. Sorry, that's my Alexa. You see, mm. we can't talk about Alexas. Good job I've got a wife called Alexa or a dog or something because all the time. If you got, have you got an Alexa, Eddie? No, I haven't actually. I've often thought about getting oh. one, but as yet, no. I don't suppose you sort of need one, really. You've got Mrs. Harper to turn the radio and TVs and things on and off for you and bring your vodka yeah. and Coke to you. Uh, that's and right, your yeah. Chips. Yeah, she's, yeah, I she's quite well trained. Yeah, what's she called, actually? Is Avis. Called Avis. Oh, oh, very near. Avis, car rental. Yes. Oh. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's her that. company. Didn't you realise that? I, I do not. <laughs> I just realise now. I've just realised now. And you know what? We've also Actually, we've also got. Oh, well, we ha- we haven't any longer, but we used to have an airline as well called Dan Air. Oh. Can you remember Dan I Air? Know. I do because I flew to Jersey on it once. Yeah. And um, yeah, I flew, quick story, listeners. I flew to Jersey to ride once, and um, I went to Southampton. I'd been on many aeroplanes. I was in my very early twenties, bit of a late. Um, late developer. Anyhow, I got on this Dan Air and we go fly, well not flying, we go down the runway and it was all decked out, it was all blue, all red with blue leather seats, you know, and everything. And you yeah. probably just about light, light your first cigarette out before it's nearly so about to get off the ground. And it had to abort takeoff because it wasn't going <laughs> fast enough. So I had to sw- swerve left, nearly go over the A. 27, which is now the M27, and and go to another runway with a bit of a longer takeoff. So 
since then, I called them Dan Dare rather than Dan Air. <laughs> well, my son's called Dan, so we always used to say, "Well, we've got a we've got an airline and we've got a car rental business, so we're quite affluent." Really. Yeah, yeah. that's very very good. Yeah, we flew to yeah, Tunisia yeah, once yeah. with Dan Air in a Comet. Yeah, you remember the Comet? No, I don't remember those. I'm far too young. Sorry, mm. but um, yeah, 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 it sounds a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was okay. I must admit, when we went to uh, when we went to Gibraltar once, getting off of Gibraltar was a bit hairy, mind, because they have to sort was of uh, well, they have to when they well, it's a short runway for a start, uh, so they sort of you know rev it up a bit, drop the clutch, and, and away we go. And of course, then when they get up in the air, they've got to crank it right round, so they didn't go well in those days, and they didn't go through Spanish airspace, so uh, it was always a bit oh, yeah. hairy really down there. But there we go. God. That's a long time ago, mate. That is a long... Did they have to put you, like, in the middle to sort of balance it up? No, no, no. In those days, I was quite slim. <laughs> Sadly, I'm not now, but that's another story. <laughs> Only a joke. Only a joke. Yeah. Right. Um, here we go. Here we go. Should we start at Hamilton Park before uh, all your listeners switch off? <laughs> Better do. The They've switched station. on to get some tips. They haven't worried about our reminiscing flying <laughs> the Tunisia, I'm sure. <laughs> right. The first winner runs at Hamilton Park in the 650, and it's called El Astronaut. Mm -hmm. um, and it was second to Lord Rinneford of Goodwood a couple of days ago, and um, ridden by Holly, um, ridden by Jason Hart, should I say who rode a nice double last night at uh, Epsom, where I was, not Hexham, Epsom, Epsom. like the salts, mm -hmm. like the salts, you know, yeah. where they've run a derby on yeah. occasions. And, um, yeah, it's called El, El Astronaut, and I think that will win at Hamilton in the 6.50. Radio. Um, radio Hamilton. Yeah, there's not a ton of runners there. It's probably going to be a little bit on the easy side of the ground up there. But uh, it's a great track if anybody's not been to Hamilton. If you go up there, certainly if you've got a little interest in a horse, they really look after you and, um, you know, push the boat out and give you a fantastic meal. Um, it is fantastic. It really is lovely, lovely food there. Good, OK. So um, let's see. Is there anything else I want to talk about at Hamilton? It's quite possibly not. Um no, no, I'm not going to talk about anything else at Hamilton. No more <coughs> tips for Hamilton, just El Astronaut. Mm -hmm. uh, do you mind if we go to Lingfield next? I've no no problem at all with that. <clears throat> well, Kazoo, they sponsored the Derby. They'll buy you a car if you want one. They'll buy your car from you. Mm -hmm. So the Kazoo handicap uh, is at um, five. 35, and it probably wouldn't be the strongest race, but there's not many races that are 0 to 65 that Haggis has a runner in, and he's got something in it called Super Proud, and it's been running okay, um, and it's ridden by stable apprentice Howard Cheng. He sounds like he might have come over from um, Hong Kong, I'd say. Well, but, perhaps he's been to your mate Ken's uh, restaurant for a meal. He could have been to Ken Wong's restaurant, which was in Gloucester Market. If anybody ever remembers, drop us a text. If anybody remembers 
Ken Wong's restaurant in Gloucester Market back in the 80s. It was the place to go, honestly. It was fantastic. It really was. Horses, um, horses, horses, horses. Oh, right, OK, yeah, so you've got a horse there. What did I say it was called? <laughs> Super Proud, written by Howard Wong. <laughs> right, N next one, please. Let's have a look at the 605. Um, 605, yeah, looks at another tricky little race but i tell you what, there's a good little um there's a good little apprentice riding called molly no it's called she's called alicia whittington she rides a horse called red bravo for mark mark lock name and it was a second horse called twat to fall last time out at chepstow and i reckon it could go one better today it's off a mark of 87 it's dropped about four pounds and um it's okay. I was just talking about the Chinese restaurants. You know, the odd one do have like um, roasted cockroach and stuff like that. They're the ones that I didn't, didn't that don't like to go to anymore. I'm glad you to hear it. Uh, <laughs> early days. All <laughs> uh, right, what wins the next? It's a two-year-old race, and I'll be perfectly honest. It looks a pretty, pretty, pretty difficult race. I'm going to give it a miss and move on to the 7.05 down there. At uh, the race meeting at Lingfield, they'll be getting stuck into a few at Lingfield. They always do, and um, it's the sort of track where it's a very good viewing, and you know it's uh, it's a sort of bit of fun night. Right, I tell you, a winner of the um, seven oh five. There's a horse running in it called Eye of the Water, and it's trained by Chopper Harris. Um, Not the ex Chelsea player, I hope. I just was going to say that's what you thought, wasn't it? Now, mm. he's called Chopper Harris, this one, because he used to be a butcher. That's oh. Ron Harris. Yeah. And he runs a horse here called Eye of the Water. It's coming down the handicap, down to 74. It's been running off a mark and running quite well and winning off a mark about 82 or 3. I think it can win today. So it's called Eye of the Water, and that is at Lingfield Park. And, of course, uh, right. Mr Millman's got a runner in that race as well. Oh, tell us about it. On a ragged tip, uh, number seven. Oh. Um, yeah, I must admit, it hasn't exactly torn up any trees of late. So, uh, although um, Rod was, you know, he spoke well of it, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Are you... Pays your money and you take your choice, don't you? I'm, I, I must admit, I, I'm not going to back it myself. But uh, just thought I'd mention it, just uh, in passing. Yeah, that's interesting. Right, um, here you, we go. You we'll sound absolutely, at... you know, in raptures about it. I am a little bit in raptures about it. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very interesting. Let's yeah. go to Doncaster, <laughs> two, 255. <laughs> All right, hang on. The Marlin two, 2 race. <clears throat> the 2 what? 255. 255. 255, that's what, that's what you said. Yes, that's what I was just re reiterating. OK. Right, the winner will be Poet of Life. Were you, were you much of a... Did you like poetry at school? Uh, no, it wasn't really my scene, I have to admit. I'm a bit of a bit of a heathen in that sort of department, I'm afraid. Are you? Yeah, not surprising. Mm. Um, so, Poet of Life, I think, will win. Won at Newbury last time, and then it won... Uh, the, it was second the time before at Sandown Park. Poet Life, the Gosden Yard. And as we move to the 
3.30. It's another kazoo uh, race. Um, or sponsored race, should I see? Mm. What wins the next? Well, I think it's a bit of a toss-up between um, a horse called Herovian, who uh, ran some good races last year and is a nice winner, actually, at Doncaster. Off in 96, he's up four pounds, uh, five pounds off of 101. And it was called Dewam up the top. But I'm going to go Herovian. He's got a tongue tie and cheek pieces on first time. And Havlin rides him. I think Herovian can take the 3.30 at Doncaster. Right. Now, in the 4.02 at Doncaster, it's a Sky Sports uh, racing handicap. It's quite an interesting race here, that I, a horse I like here, called Cooperation. And it was a winner last time out. And, you know, it's owned by a guy called Sheikh Abdullah Al-Malik Al-Sabah. And uh, he loves his racing. He buys most of his horses himself. And actually, I've looked after him and his family in a box at Lingfield Park. Um, and I'd love to go and spend another day with him. They're smashing people. But loves his racing. And I think this horse, a cooperation, will win again. It's gone up £5 for winning on good to soft at Ripon. I think it will win again. So I, I honestly think this is quite a good bet, to be perfectly honest. Okay. It's around about 11 to 2 on yeah. my tissue. Is it? That's not the tissue in the pocket. It's, uh, no. when, pe when you hear people say tissue, they sort of look at you but never go, What's, what do you mean tissue? It's, um, it's a, you know, I look at about six bookmakers and I make a median price out of their, uh, you know, what they're betting. And... Um, and make my own tissue. Right. Well, people obviously we, haven't been listening to poor old John McCurrick because he was always going on about the tissue, wasn't he, John McCurrick? He, he had a lot of tissues, didn't he, John mm, McCurrick? He yeah. had a lot of tissues, he did. Yeah, he did, the tissue. It was always the one to uh, one to um, follow. Right. right, let's go to Don Newmarket. Um, Newmarket? Uh, jockeys. Let's go to Jockeys at Newmarket. Okay. Right. Which... Ooh, well, gosh, that's, that's too hard a race for me, so I, I think I'll have to move on and move back. Right, um, Newmarket, I am at Newmarket, and I am in Ooh, some interesting bits of racing there, but I need to just get away from from this particular race. Right, we'll start with a Phillies nursery uh, at 2.10, and, uh, you know, all these horses have been running against each other for three or four runs. And then if they haven't won, or even if they have, they get a handicap mark. And once they get a handicap mark, then, you know, Bob's your uncle, off they go. And um, they run in a handicap. So you've got horses then giving away about a stone and a half where they've been running against them on levels. And the horse yeah. I quite like here... Uh, in the in the two ten race, also I quite like it's also Richard Hannon's called Symphony. <clears throat> it's called Symphony Perfect, and I put it up the other day, and it was second to another horse of his called Gubas. Well, Gubas finished quite well in I think the Molecombe this week at Goodwood, but this horse was a good second half. It won at Bath on firm, and then it won at Newbury. Um, it was second at Newbury in the Super Sprint, and I think. Uh, Symphony Perfect 
will go very close in the 210 at Newmarket. Right. Moving on to the um, 355 at Newmarket, quite a competitive little race, I must say. And Eve Johnson Horton's horse is running well, and she runs a horse here called Flame of Freedom. But the other trainer whose horses are running well is William Stone, and he trains at a place called West Wickham in Cambridgeshire, and uh, his horse, uh, Final Watch, um, won at Newmarket last time out, and it won well as well, and the ground was good slightly on the easy side. I think it can win again. Holly Doyle, she's the girl of the moment, and she takes the ride. Do you know Holly Doyle? Have you no, ever I'm Holly Doyle? glad you mentioned that, Colin. I couldn't have done it better yeah. myself. Subtle as a brick, that was, the way you did that. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Ask yeah. your question is, I had a conversation with Holly yesterday, and Holly yeah. has agreed to come on to our In Conversation show next week. So in the next sort of two weeks or so, there will be a conversation between me and Holly about her career and uh, and also what sort of music she likes as well. So uh, keep your eyes open for that one, listeners, and it'll be on Three Valleys Radio in the next couple of weeks. So there. Well done, you. Yeah. Well, you're very smart, A.D. Hopper. You're a very smart, <laughs> smart DJ radio presenter. You know everybody. <laughs> now, I wonder how Mary is. I hope Mary's all right. This yeah. week I spoke to her for a few days. I wonder if she's uh, been following the racing, having a bet. She rather likes you. She thinks you've got a really nice pulse. Oh, well. Hello, Mary. How are you doing? You're, you're supposed to be coming on the show, Mary. Do you remember? Your, your, um, oh, yeah. Your relation we'll here said, oh, we'll get Mary on the show, but he hasn't done it yet. Well, all right. I'll try and get Mary on the show. Yeah. I, I think she'd quite like a signed picture of you. Oh, right. I'll, I'll, I'll arrange it. Especially got... when you haven't come back from the cricket club. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see what we can might, do. You might be asleep. You might be asleep. Yeah. 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 Right, Mary, we're going to give you the last one at New... Uh, where are we? New Market. And it's called... It won at Nottingham the other day. And it's trained by Gosden for Good Dolphin. That of, uh, that of a good mare by Kodiak, it's by. Um, and it's called Ranchero. That's the winner at um, Newmarket, the final winner in the 430 at Newmarket. Do you know, a lot of these horses that I've put up today already, Aidy, I really, really fancy. So do you know what I'm going to say to listeners? Just have a play about for 10p or something. Have some 10p, you know, four, four folds, five folds, six folds, seven folds. Pick a few out of them and, and give it a go because I really actually quite fancy a lot of these horses that I think they could easily go and win. This is a bad right. sign, listeners, when he starts praising himself up. That is a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> if I were you, I'd, I'd ignore that last remark. <laughs> I, I might have to go now. Yeah. Um, right. The one, let's go to Goodwood. The 155, we've got the Stewards uh, Sprint Handicap Consolation Race. <laughs> And do you know what? These jockeys do some miles. I've been racing three times this week, and Daniel Muscott's been at every meeting. So he's been like, I don't know, Windsor, Sandown, Epsom. He was at Newcastle yesterday. Now he's at Bath tonight. Uh, he really gets around a little bit. I mean, that's just. Yeah. And they all, all go home first, get up at six in the morning while you're still snoring in your bed. Yeah. And. You know, um, 
ride out a couple and then drive to Bath or Newmarket or wherever else it might be. Um, before you go so, on, let me just uh, intercede here. Um, what do you mean, go on? Do you well, say because I'm going you, on? No, well, you, like, you're going to start going on about what to back. And I'm just going to okay. help you because, you. Um, first of all, uh, Tom Ward, as you know, comes on the show and gives us a little bit of uh, information from time to time. And yeah. he is running, uh, uh, how do you pronounce this? We Fang number 21. Now, it only ran two days ago. Uh, at Goodwood and he's running him again and I asked him about this on the show uh, which if well they'd have heard it by now because it'll already come out and um, yeah he said uh, he's a bit of a monkey was the way he put it but he said we think he's up for it which is why we're running him so that's one and then also we've got number 20 which is Abel Kane which uh, Rod Millman's got Oshin Murphy on, and then generally when Rod puts Oshin Murphy on one of his horses, they normally win. So, um, right. I mean, it's a bit of a cavalry charge, this is, I know, but um, I'm just chucking those into the mix, so we say. What was your other one, Tom Ward's? What's, what number is that? We, tw- uh, 21, number 20 and number 21. Wee oh. Feng. Yes, Oh, yes, Zui Feng. Zui Feng or whatever. Zui Feng. Didn't that used to be with um, Amanda Perrot? I don't know. You could yeah. be right. She used to train it. She used to train it at Zufeng. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's run, it's won six races out this last 66. So mm. that's one in, te- one in 10. Yeah, no, um, Tom Ward bought it actually for 15 grand. And um, I can tell you back in 2014, Amanda Perrot bought it for 340 grand. Mm. And then the year before was a yearly, it was 235 grand. So all in all, this horse's been like a footballer, hasn't he, really? Mm, yeah. Almost. Yeah. And now he's 15k, yeah. Dropped so, a well, bit. best of luck. Best of He has dropped a bit. Well, I, I'm going to give you one in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got reddish colours. And it's called Bickerstaff, about 11 to 1. Trained by Carl Burke, one last time out. Uh, doesn't mind the firm, doesn't mind the soft. It goes on any ground. So that's the horse I fancy. Bicker Staff, number six. I keep chasing my money with a horse called Kimmy Five. Yeah. It was second last. It, well, it's a, it's a, it's a decent horse. He was second last year for Marker 92. He runs off this 81 this year. So he's three pounds lower, and the lad takes five pounds off. He could run a big race as well. He only ran a few days ago, but this is more his race than the race that he had to run in a few days ago at Ascot. Right. Right, on to the 2.30 of Goodwood. Um, It's a handicap. It's pretty competitive, you have to say. Um, Alan King's are running really well, and he runs mm. he runs a horse horse here called On to Victory. Um, I don't know whether it can win or not. I really don't know. But um, well, you're, you're supposed surprise? to know these things. Yeah, well, I can't tell them more, can I? Because mm. if I knew all the winners, I'd be so rich yeah. that I'd be living in Yeovil or somewhere. Yeah, you would. That's right. Well, yeah. Or yeah. the or the Maldives. I don't know which one it would be. Really. Um, well, I'm yeah, going to watch the football at your tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, are you? That'd be exciting. That's, that's thrown you, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 Well done. Come on, uh, back to the racing. Yeah. And um, this on to victory, second to Hookham. 
last time out. I think that's got a good chance in this race at um, at two thirty. And the other horse I quite like in it is a horse called My Frankel because Frankel gets all the winners. Look at last weekend, mm. uh, the horse that I tipped up for the King George at Dare. Mm. That is by Frankel as well, and. <laughs> My Frankel, I think, is the danger there. So there's a couple of horses just to follow on that 2.30. Right, we've got a couple more listeners for you at Goodwood before you just drop off to sleep. <laughs> and um, I think the one to be on in the Lily Langtry Stakes is without a doubt wonderful tonight. Uh, except for it is about 11 to 8 on, so you're not going to get a very profitable back in that. So... You know, put it in your doubles and trebles because it will win. But I couldn't make it a bet, obviously. You know, at the odds on price it is because we don't bet. We don't bet or or tip odds on, do we? No, we try not to. Uh, exactly. Mm. So, as we conclude the um, the tipping for, um, for 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 today, I'm just trying to have a quick catch up just to see that we haven't missed anything um and quite an interesting horse that runs yes ken jars a two-year-old trained by haggis out of a good mare and it runs in the 410 kanjar k-h-a-n-j-a-r i think that could probably win it was four to Asker, and i think the form is okay so that's the one that I fancy in the 4.10 uh, on the day. So, you know, okay. help yourself, as they say. Indeed. Help yourself. Well, there's not much to go on in that lot, is it? I mean, it's a two-year-old well, maiden race. I mean, there's nothing there that's run it, yeah, I think, not, is there? Or, uh, no, 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 there isn't. There's not many. No. But the great thing is about when that happens is the horses have often had a run. They might not be the best horse after they've all had three or four runs, but... On the day, quite often, they are the best horses because, yeah. you know, there's nothing like a bit of experience, is there? You know, it must be like when you start going to the pub and the cricket club and start, you know, like that. Yeah. You know, I should think you were w well ahead of drinking everybody under the table. So you'd had a fair <laughs> bit of experience, you know? It's a bit like a horse if it's had a run. You're trying to besperse my character, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not. Ready. No, not at all. Yes, not you are. I shall be in touch <laughs> with my solicitors forthwith. Good. <laughs> we should look forward to hearing from them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, listeners, have a great weekend, and um, you know, uh, it's just hopefully we got you a few winners. I think we have. Good. Well, I hope you're right, Colin, because you need a few. Because last week was bad. So. Oh, shush. Yes, well, you know, sometimes you've got to tell the truth, and uh, it wasn't good last yeah. week. But then again, you oh, did have yeah. ten a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? So we've got to we've got to yeah, did, yeah. give you the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Yeah. Okay, then, Colin. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, thank you. Have we, a good day. We'll speak to you next week. Bye bye. Okay. Bye, listeners. Bye, Andy. Cheers. Bye bye. Gosh, I don't know. It's an experience, isn't it? Listening to Colin Brown every week. But uh, let's hope he's got a few winners this time because he didn't have a very good week last week, as we mentioned to mention at the end of his uh, his piece there. But uh, thank you, Colin, for joining us as usual. And thank you, listeners, for listening as usual. And um, suffice to say, that's the end of the show for this week. Um, I'm sure we'll have a few uh, interesting people for you next week. And um, 
Thank you for listening this week. Same time, same station, of course, next week here on Three Valleys Radio. listening to the Three Valleys Radio Racing Show. If racing's your game, this is the place to be.